Welcome to the Busy Romnivores. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Mariana. And today we're here to get wrecked with our friend Kieran. Hello. Yay. Hi, Kieran. How are you tonight? <laughs> I am good. How are you? Thank you for waiting while I went and got my nails did. <laughs> no, no, we weren't waiting for you, Kieran. You were perfectly timely. Mariana is absolutely on time. Mariana, you know had what? To fist fight she her worked router. really hard. We're proud of you. It's all working now. It's fine. We, we had we'll a, we had a great time talking about mining and the '90s and what actors played and not just actors. Uh, what was it? Football stars were in uh, radio, radio shack commercials. I looked it up. It was Howie Long and Terry Hatcher that day that we were like, let's let these two people sell us electronics. <laughs> yeah, because God, and they apparently didn't do it well because Radio Shack is no longer around. Well, you oh, know, boy. Uh, yeah, it, it went the way of a lot of things. Thanks, Amazon. Anyway, <laughs> we just got so millennial so, sad. We did. We're like, did you know that we were alive in the mid mid nineties? Is there any greater sign that we were than us waxing poetic and nostalgic about Radio Shack? Like, yeah. Do you guys remember Blockbuster? That was. A time. I was just about to say, why were we talking about Radio Shack when we could have been talking about Blockbuster? I just remember my dad. Not to go too off topic, he used to have this con where he would like take us once a week to different like. Usually we went to pick a flick because they had 99 cent Wednesdays. And if he got there at 10, he'd have a list. But if we went to Blockbuster, the rule was if the guaranteed rental was out, it didn't matter what it was. We had to claim we wanted it. So we got it for free next time. That is a fantastic. Whether I wanted to see it or not. Being like, no, I wanted that. And it's I like better my dad, do you like you want to see a life less ordinary, a rom com starring Angelina Jolie that no one remembers? I'm like, no. He's like, well, you are now. It's going to be free next week. So, okay, dad. Don't you know that's I your just, favorite actress? I'm like, I just wanted to watch Lilo and Stitch because I'm 11, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Angelina Jolie. I just didn't want to see that movie at 11. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, fair. I'm trying I to think of what I was Stitch. hunting down. I was hunting down spirited away when i was 11 because i watched it at my friend's house when i was eight but i didn't remember the name so literally for like a solid eight years me and my dad every time we went to blockbuster i would look through the aisles to be like what movie is it and i thought it was like a fever dream because i asked the friend who i watched it with and i was like have you ever what's that movie we watched and it had the and i was like describing like key plot points and she was like i have no idea what you're talking about like no idea and then i finally found it when i I was like 14 in Blockbuster and I was like oh my god dad this is it this is the movie and then we watched it and my dad was like I I don't understand what's happening in this movie <laughs> but, but I'm glad that you're happy, happy that you finally got it and the thing is kids today now will never have that kind of moment mm. you get everything handed to you like I sound like a boomer but I'm like you know you can just stream whereas previously we had to choose what we had to choose either on TBS or a blockbuster and that's oh god no yeah the problem was i didn't know what the name was though i had no idea anything about the movie you probably watched a lot of random shit and that's the magic that was the magic well that's what i was gonna say is like now i wouldn't do that because i could have been like you know weird 
thing where the parents turn into pigs. <laughs> parents turn into pigs and there's a now water you dragon. Just Google the main plot point and find it. So weird movie horse. Well, and I remember back then if I wanted a certain DVD and it was an older DVD or and they didn't have it, my dad wouldn't let me use a credit card so I couldn't go on Amazon. So we'd have this whole thing where we had to go um, Blockbuster, different Blockbuster, different rental place, Walmart, HMV. Okay, you can order it from Chapters, which is the Barnes and Nobles of like Canada. And it was like a whole journey to get this one DVD. And it's why I own stuff like The Turning Point starring Mikhail Brishnikov from back when I danced <laughs> ballet and like. Gorman uh, gasped because I had a crush on Jonathan Reese Myers and wanted to watch everything. Everything like the point in. slaps. So, it's well, great. my favorite Gorman part of this is like the gas that you spent going to all of these places. My dad was like, <laughs> "No Amazon, no credit card for you. That's bad." But I will waste gas on the weekend taking you to Roger's video. <laughs> we are going to like we will not order this from Amazon. Credit cards are bad, but I will spend the next five and a half hours going place to place with you. It was just bonding, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just he just a- wanted to hang out. Also, I just really quick before I forget this, Sabrina, when you were talking about Spirited Away, I thought you were talking about the movie Spirit with the horse. Oh, so then you no. were like, and then the parents turned into pigs, and I was like, what the. F- fuck and then i was like oh i don't remember that version of that movie i remember about that movie is matt damon was the narrator and there's a part where spirit meets a girl horse and matt damon gets like real like matt damon gets real like she was the most beautiful girl horse i'd ever seen and even at 14 i knew that was weird (laughs) settle down meanwhile like like, i fucking loved spirit growing up and i was like i think i have a crush on this horse like, you're a horse both of these girl. horses like no whoa <laughs> how fucking dare you did you or did you, you not grow up riding horses horse girl lover my mother was a horse girl I know. i'm a horse girl by proxy All you're right. like a horse right. girl against your will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> held it saddle point i just remember the time when you used to you used to put cups on pretend you were a <laughs> How dare you talk about that live on this podcast? I'm sorry. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> Have you heard the story, hard. Mariana? No, but I need to immediately. Okay. Well, now the whole world's going to know about it. So me and my friends growing up, I was probably anywhere from like 8 to 13 years old, up until I was like 13 <laughs> or 14. We would, we got plastic cups from like dollar tree or like from like the store and then we duct taped them and like padded them and then more duct tape to make them like sturdier and then on like we would basically bend over to the ground until we were four-legged and then we would play horse and have horse shows and we would jump and so we would like canter around our backyards how did you not break your little wrists so it's like, first of all, that's the most horse girl shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> to be fair, I had, like, I had a lot of fun, but like I had no tr- all, like I was like forced to be friends with horse people because they were the only people I saw other than choir people. And I didn't hang out with choir people outside of choir. So of course I was running or riding. <laughs> Fuck. 
you have to understand when she told me this, she's like, well, I used to play horse. And I was like, oh, like basketball? And she's like, like no. Like, you know, because you play the horse and you lose. Yeah. And then she starts talking about this so matter-of-factly. And I was like, excuse me. I need to visualize this. <laughs> excuse me. Can you grab weird kids and duct tape? It's a lot of like, I, you know what? I like that you went the extra mile and didn't just canter. You're like, no, for this, we need hooves. <laughs> That's what we called them. Whenever we would all see each other, we'd be like, do you have your hooves? And if we all had our hooves, we would go play horse. So now you're also carrying the hooves place to place. I love this journey. I We, we usually kept them in our backpacks. Yeah. Amazing. All I right. just like, I feel like most kids would have just been like, we're horses and left, but like just been horses, but that you got props. That's what gets me. It's amazing. Yeah. Bravo. They were. Bravo. They were also, they were important props. The way like some people, yeah. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I yeah. apologize. Apologize. No, thank you. I thank you for mentioning that. Oh my god! If Mariana's Sabrina's the one editing this episode, card. there's no this way is, this is god, not making brain, it into the episode. My brain is like my brain is like just like that little like Jasper from the docks that they mention or that little that's that person from the docks on the Simpsons and you see that little crusty looking fellow just playing the accordion that's my brain <laughs> like my brain all the time. Anyway, um as all of our listeners can probably tell, we're all getting along swimmingly and now <laughs> it's time to get to know Kieran a little bit because now you know all of my deep dark secrets. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Fuck, my cheeks hurt. I'm laughing Mine too. So oh my god. All right. All right, Kieran. So, first up, what was your gateway to romance? What got you into romance in the first place? Give us so your feel- deep, dark secrets from your youth. It's your turn. <laughs> I always read, like, stuff like Sweet Valley High as a kid. Like, I read, like, ch- like I read lots all the time, all genres, but I always read, like, young adult romance. And then I, like, picked up the odd romance here and there, but I kind of stopped reading it for a while. And then about, like, 2015, I got... I got sick. I had cancer. And so when I was in the hospital doing chemo, I reread the Bridgerton series for the first time in like years and years. And that was my gateway. It's like, I still have a fondness in my heart for that series because even though I don't even think it's Julia Quinn's best work necessarily. And I'm the one person, my favorite book in that series is um, To Sir Philip with Love, which is not necessarily everyone's favorite, but it's mine. Yeah, Mariana agrees. But it really <laughs> helped me. And um, it was just so light and joyful. And I really appreciated like knowing like whatever else happens, there's going to be a happy ending. And it was just the best thing to read when you were not in the mental space to like read about death or misery or like, I just could at that point in my life, I remember I was reading Martin Short's memoir and then in the middle of nowhere, he's like, and then my wife dies of ovarian cancer. And I was like, so I was like, let's go back to um, the Lisa Clay Pass. Let's read The Hathaways. So that was kind of my re-gateway. And since then, like, I read every genre. I think there's good in every genre. But, like, I've kept up with the romance, and it is my favorite. Nice. Also, shout, out, shout out to The Hathaways, because I was just thinking about doing a reread of The Hathaways You know what? Series. It's literally my, my favorite is um, Seduce Me Before Sunset. Is that the one? Sunrise? Oh, it's the one yeah. with Harry. Harry, love that one. Yes. They're yes. all good. They're all good, but that one's my favorite. Yeah. Literally, the minute you said Hathaways or the minute you said Lisa Kleypas, I was like, oh, Mariana has entered the chat. 
Goodbye. Well, you'll you'll like one of my recommendations then. Yay. Ooh. Okay, so can you tell us what your relationship is to romance novels? Are you um, a reader, writer? I'm a reader. I'm pretty much a hardcore reader. Um, I like to talk about them sometimes on my Instagram, but I review books in general, like just as a record there. And um, I feel like I always say I aid people who are much more creative <laughs> than me. So like I have friends like Kim who are um, – romance writers and Blair and Rebecca and Becky and all these people. And I'm always like, I will prop you up. I will post what you need. I will, whatever you need, I will read your book and I will promote it to everyone and I will sell it to everyone. But mostly I am just a reader. You're like, I'm a reader. I'm also a hardcore promoter. I am your biggest (laughs) fan. I am a PR person. I am an agent in some ways. No, mostly I'm just like, I will hardcore go up to my friends and be like, you should read this. Why don't you buy it? You should buy it tomorrow. I know the person. Buy it. Great. Here they bought it. You should actually buy multiple (laughs) copies But mostly I'm a reader, I would say. That's fair. It is so true, though. Like, you you are just – I love you, Karen, so much. <laughs> You're you. just so, like, wholeheartedly supportive of all the people that you love. I will. I'm like, whatever you – if you wrote a book, Sabrina, I'd be like, let's go sell this book. Let's go. Hey, I mean, you're supporting me literally right this very yeah, second like, by guesting on our podcast. So Whatever you need. If I like you, I like you, and I'm going to help you. That's my motto. <laughs> oh. I have a beautiful my heart. Motto. I'm like, <laughs> all I right. Like so, <laughs> um, so as you know, because I've been screaming about it for months as we prepare this, this podcast, uh, for the most part revolves around reading challenges, which is why we give you prompts and things like that. So, well, how do you feel about reading challenges? Do you do them? Do you, have you ever done them? I have not done them in years and years. I support them for all people. And I love helping people, as you know, who are doing reading challenges because I've read a lot of different genres and I can usually recommend you one or several things that will be your prompt. But I'm a very chaotic reader. I flip between genres. Um, I'm in a book club, so I got to read something for that once a month. Um, And like, I just like to flip between genres. Usually I have two books on the go, one more like dark one and one light one and... I just am too chaotic to be contained by a challenge, unfortunately. <laughs> My brain it's totally is too fair. much. Yeah. It's too much. But I support other people doing challenges, and I love finding books for people that are part of that challenge because I love a prompt. Well, I will say there are a couple of times where I've, like, come to you and I've been, like, into chat, and I'm like, does anybody have a recommendation for this? And it's always something really weird and obscure. And, like, Karen's like, I got you. <laughs> Like, God bless. I'm like, you want a book? Here, this is a this is an adult fan fiction takeoff on the movie Hocus Pocus. Read it. <laughs> is that a real book? I need that. It is. It's called Halloween Boo, and it's really good. <gasps> oh, I do love Halloween Boo. It's have you not read that book? No, I have not. But you should girl. read it. Halloween Boo. It's real good. It's a delight. Oh, my story graph right now. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Do it. Halloween by Sarah Spade. Oh, I have I like read it. Taking a silent pause while she writes it down. Yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. I have read it. I read it in 2021 in a fever dream. Apparently, it's but... time for a Halloween reread. We are getting on. Yeah, it is. That was first Bang in the Night. I'll bet you money you read it for Bang in the Night 2021. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite diverse author? Do you have like several that you want to recommend us? Um, I like a lot of different authors. Um, 
Like, um, I love um, Beverly, Beverly Jenkins, of course. Um, I love um, – see, it's like when you tell me and then I'm like, who do I love? I love Chloe Lise. She does a lot um, with people uh, with new neurodiversity. I loved Alexandra Bellafor. She does a lot of queer romance. I'm like thinking about it. I love Talia Brown. I love Kimberly Lemming. I like a lot of diverse authors. There's so many good authors right now. Like if you want to read a romance right now, that's not necessarily like heterosexual, super white, super neurotypical, like now is the time to get into it, right? Like there's so many. No kidding. Yeah. Even someone like Maisie Eddings, who I love, who mostly writes like male, female, right? She always usually has queer rap. She usually has neuroatypical rap and usually has great side characters. So I think it's a great time to be in romance right now if you like diversity. Just gonna write that author name down because I'm not sure who I'm. I'm, Uh, Okay, well, we'll we'll hit you up after if you have some. Absolutely, you know Maybe adding. She's yes. great. Uh, I read A Brush with Love and I, yeah. my And all out. her books, in my opinion, get better and better. She just did a young adult oh, yeah. called Tilly and Technicolor, and the heroine is ADHD and the hero is autistic. It's excellent. Oh. And then I think she has her first um, female-female romance coming out, which will be good. Fun. Yeah, but yeah, I okay. love her. her. Her second book is my favorite. It's, which um, one is her second book? Her second book is um, Lizzie Blake. It's really good. Oh, yes. Okay. It's very good. Her this third is... one is great too, but that's my personal favorite. It's the second one. Yeah. I think I read A Brush With Love right before Lizzie Blake was going to come out. And yeah. so I was like, oh, yes, I'll read that whenever it comes out and then never came back around. So well, and she's an actual know. dentist, which I love. So yeah. I actually learned a lot about the world of dentistry from that book. Yes. <laughs> In a good it way. Kind of, yeah. It made me think. I was like, I need to be more of my dental hygiene. Like, what yeah. am I doing with my life? Well, that's making me suddenly realize I don't know that I have a tag on Storygraph for MC as dentist, which means I have to read this book now so that I can make that tag. Yes. It's, it's very I'm good. Obvious. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. But yeah. All right. So, well, with all of your voracious genre crossing reading styles and chaos, uh, do you track your reading anywhere? Uh, I'm mostly on my Instagram. I try to do Goodreads, but again, I'm too chaotic for it. I won't remember. So what I try to do is I keep a list of books like three at a time and just put them on my Instagram and I have a highlight of just books and I post my thoughts on it. And that's an every year at the end of the year, I do a top 10 with some honorable mentions and just, it's my way of keeping track of everything I read. And it's probably the least chaotic way I can do it. I, I love that. Yeah. I just started doing it because oh I was like, God. I need to track this. And I also have a journal that I write in. Yeah. I'm a fiend with the journal. So mm. the journal's really nice too. It like writes like my favorite quote from the book, my favorite part of the book, something interesting while I was reading the book. So I, like, it's a nice little memory thing when you go back after you've written a few and you're like, oh yeah, that was nice. Oh, so like it's a planned journal then. Like yeah. it's one that like has everything like set up for you. Yeah, I got it as a gift from a friend for my birthday a couple years ago and it's great. Aw. Yeah, I should be more thoughtful with my reading journaling. I'll it's send just you a, like... I'll send you a picture of which one it is. <gasps> yes. Take a look at it if you want one. Oh yeah, absolutely. My reading journal is way less fun than that. It's literally just like a block of text and it's like book, 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 book. Flip a page. Book, book, book. <laughs> so good. Anything, I feel like ever, anything that works for you, 
um, is totally valid. It's a good way to, yeah, good way to track your reading. People love Storygraph and I just, I like it too. I love reading other people's and I love getting ideas from there, but I never log my books or all. What I'll do is I'll go on spurts and then not log log like 50 of them. Yeah. What is your favorite book that you've read so far this year? Probably my favorite book that I read um, this year is, um, I'm going to say With Love from Cold World by uh, Alicia Thompson. Ooh. What Uh, is this? So Alicia Thompson wrote Love in the Time of Serial Killers, which I really liked last year. And this year um, she wrote um, With Love from Cold World. So Cold World in this book is um, kind of a a theme, like a theme kind of destination in Florida. That is basically literally what it looks like. Snow, fake snow everywhere, like a winter wonderland in Florida. And it talks, it basically covers two people who meet. Um, The guy is, he was the child of a, of a pastor who was basically kicked out of the family for being bi. And he lives in this kind of house with his friends. He's worked at cold world for like 13 years. He's about 30 when the book starts um he's very gregarious he's very like fun and then the the woman is um she is applying for her master's in accounting she's the bookkeeper at cold world um and she grew up in various foster homes and is much more like a collected person much more like stoic and it kind of just their relationship as it comes together and i just thought it was really beautifully done and they had wonderful inner lives um, it was one of the best cases I've ever seen of having a non-binary supporting character because it was not a thing. They did not make it a thing ever. And I really liked I that. that. Um, I just, it, everyone in the book was like a totally full character, even if they weren't the main character. They had a, and it was just, the romance was super swoony and beautiful. And it was just, and it has the one of the best covers I've ever seen. If you look up the cover, it's gorgeous. The cover is stunning. I already added yeah. it to my yeah, story graph. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. It's one of the, like the most stunning. I like uh, some people don't like illustrated covers, and I always say I like them just as much as I like real people covers or any other mm-hmm. cover, as long as it's good. It's just a way. And this is yeah. Well, that's the thing funny. is like there's plenty of real real people covers that are terrible, and there's and plenty you- of illustrated yeah. covers that are incredible. Yeah, so it totally depends. And this one is just so detailed and very, like, it's just very stylized and beautiful. Wow. I knew that these Get Wrecked episodes were going to be dangerous, but, like, I already have, like, four books added to my list. We haven't (laughs) even gotten to the part where you're recommending us in the prompts section. Well, and it was just, it was very beautiful. I really liked it. And I've already read it like twice. I got it as an arc and then I re- I've reread it a bunch of times and ended up buying it when it came out. I was like, you know what? I need to own this. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. On the list. <sighs> All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and jump in. We're just going to jump into our continuation of your recommendations. Beautiful. So... We gave you a couple of tropes, and then we gave you a couple of prompts that came directly from challenges that we've done, or are going to do, or will probably come up again. So and I found something for all of them, and for the ones that I felt like my favorite in that was a little too white and heterosexual, I picked a secondary one that I also like. That Yay! isn't. I love you. This website's going to be so bad. Or not this website. This episode is going to be so bad for my DPR. 
I, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm the book crack dealer. I'm like, come come with me. <laughs> you're like you're like the person in the trench coat. You're like, like ah, hey. that's what I was just <laughs> thinking. It's a bunch of library cards. Like I'm like, it's like Arthur said. Arthur said, you know, having fun's not hard when you got a library card. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Arthur's never been more fucking correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess let's hop in. So our first trope is going to be marriage of convenience that we tossed your way. Okay, this one was super easy for me. It's one of my favorite romances of all time, Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare. Um, <gasps> yes. That is love such it. A g- it's such a good book. It's so funny. It's She is so funny, and I cannot wait. I don't want to pressure her because I hate it when people are like to authors, like, when are you writing your next book? Especially in romance. I feel like in any other genre, people can go years and be so grateful when someone writes something. And with romance, the minute an author's done, they're like, so when's your next book? And I'm like, their book just came out. Leave them alone. Let and I know them she's been that. having like some health issues. So, and she said it's very mm-hmm. hard. And she's trying to write her book. She's trying to finish her last one in the series. Um, yeah. It's, it's the bride bet, huh? Yeah. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm very like, obviously I'm I can't stoked. wait to read it. I know. But, but also, like, one, yeah, yeah, some people write at different level, like, at different speeds. Like, there's some authors that are coming out with a freaking book a month, and there's some authors that it takes them a year or two. Both are valid. And you know what? Like, sometimes people need a break, right? Like, it's yeah. hard writing, and sometimes you just need to enjoy your success. But I love this book. Um, I love the Beauty and the Beast trope. I love how smart and independent and cool she is. I love that she's not, like, the blushing virgin. Um, I love him and how funny he is. He was just hilariously funny. I love that he uses Shakespearean terms instead of swears because, you know, it was like, that's what his dad taught him. Um, I love that when she comes with her dress, he asks her why she's like wearing unicorn vomit. And I love how he's literally like, I just want a kid. And then afterwards, I'm going to send you and the kid to a house. And then eventually I'll come get my kid. And she's just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm a seamstress. My hands are going to go out soon. You know what? This is a good bet. Let's do this. Like, I'm going to end up on a Tessa Dare reread now. Yeah, I was like, oh. The part where she tells him, like, I have a cat. And he's like, and I'm bringing my cat. And then she's like, I didn't actually have a cat. I just wanted to claim I had something. (laughs) So she buys, like, the, she gets the cat. She thought she'd get a cute little kitten. And she gets this, like, demented cat. Feral cat. And and she calls him britches because she's horny and looking at his pants when he's asked her what the name is. Like, I love this book. (laughs) It is so funny. God, that book is so good. It's so good. So that's my marriage of convenience. I love it. Oh, I love boy. It. <laughs> so good. All right. What do you have for us for only one bed? So I have two. One I had was Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. And so mm. that one is about a woman. She's actually a wedding planner. And um, she has to work with the man who is actually the best man slash brother of her ex-fiance. Who she heard before the wedding talking her groom in her mind is what she thinks, leaving her at the altar. Ah! It is so I good. And um, one of the things, it's got a really good only one bed scene that I'm not going to spoil for you. But one thing I really liked about it is um, her family is um, African Latinx at Latinx and the way it goes into their culture and just the way it talks about the family and the store that they own and just how hard she's worked to get where she is versus him who's like a white dude from a dynasty, but he has his own problems. Like, it's just so beautiful and so well done. It's a really good opposites attract and it's funny too. 
Um, the second one I picked was Out on a Limb by Hannah Bonham Young, which is an accidental baby, but a really fun one. So, yes. and two very different people. So she has, um, she is as someone who was born with um, small hand syndrome and he is an amputee, but we don't know why. They hook up at a party where he's a pirate, which I find hilarious, have an amazing sex scene, very, very hot, good dirty talker. And she finds out she's pregnant. She is the child of a teen mom and she is working as a waitress, has for a while and kind of lives in a one bedroom. And he, meanwhile, has a really steady job. And as he says, does well for himself. So she moves in with him platonically, allegedly. Um, and the idea is they're going to live together till the kid's at least six months old. So, you know, he, cause he wants to really like, he wants to be a dad, um, for many reasons. And he's very excited, surprisingly. And, um, yeah, and there's a really good only one bed scene in that. I just finished this book and it's one of my favorite books I read last month. It was Isn't it like, so I can't good. Read. I was not expecting Ugh. that dirty talk to be so good. I was not right? expecting it to be as, it was so good. Yeah. Like whenever I, I'm normally not a big like surprise pregnancy person, no. but this was one, it worked so well. I think well. it partly like, worked because no one had to hide anything. Like it was yeah. a surprise pregnancy, but it wasn't like, like I always say, I don't mind surprise pregnancy if either everyone's upfront about it or there's a reason the person doesn't know. Like I read yes. one by Serena Bowen where she like tried to find him, but she yes. genuinely didn't know his name. And then the minute he walked into her bar, she came up to him and said, we need to talk. You have a kid. Like it was no. <laughs> and yes. I like, so I don't mind surprise baby. It's just like the weird contrivance when I'm like, okay, but like you have a child. It's not really about your relationship. You should tell each other you have a child. But anyway, yeah. I really like uh, this one for that reason. And Worst Best Man is also great. Yet again, well, you're going to ruin my TBR. My God, <laughs> straight up though, you just like your description of out on a limb as you were talking, I was like, oh, I started like rolling through prompts in my head. I was like, that fits that, 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 that. Like so many prompts. So Holy good. shit. And okay, the side characters cool. are also great. I, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I've had no one to scream about this book with. So I'm like, yay. All right. So jumping right back in. Our next prompt is grumpy sunshine. It sounds like you already gave us a grumpy sunshine earlier, though, with the one where the gregarious dude and the reserved a little bit oh, lady. Oh, yes, I did with, um, yes, with Greetings from Cold World, but I have two more. Yes. So two more. Oh, I love this. My trope. first one I picked was Georgie All Along by Clay Claiborne. Um, it's really good. It's about um, Georgie, who is the child of hippies, and she moves back to her home. She was working as um, the assistant to celebrities, basically, is what she's been doing. She's very, very good at it. She moves back to her home. Also moving there because he's working on the house and also going to school and doing all this other stuff is the he's the son of the big family in town. He's kind of the black sheep and his brother was the golden boy, but he kind of doesn't speak to his family for reasons right now. And he's the exact opposite of her. And they form this like beautiful friendship relationship where they are both kind of dealing with a lot of trauma and just figuring it out. And it's a book where not a lot of external action happens, but so many emotions happen. And it's 
really beautiful and well-written, and it's probably my favorite, Clay Claiborne. And then the other one I picked was Written in the Stars by Alexander Belafour, which is really fun. It's about... um. So there's this woman, um, she is always being set up by her brother. She is very by the book. She is very analytical. And so basically she goes out on one of these dates and is like, pretend to be my girlfriend because I want to get my brother off my back. And the person she picks is the exact opposite of her. They are an astrologer. They are, she is super like flighty and fun and they are exact opposites, but of course things develop. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love this trope. Yeah, it's such I'm a so good excited. Trope. But yeah, written in the stars by Alexander Belafour. So our next one is Matchmaker. So I have two of these, and they're both excellent. So God, every time you say that you have two, my my little heart is like pitter patter. Yes. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm listening. Oh, uh, my first one is Lunar Love by Lauren Kung Jessen. So this book is about um, a woman. Um, she is a Chinese woman. Um, it's filled with Chinese astrology. Um, she's taking over her grandmother's matchmaking business. Um, but what she's learning is that there's a new dating app that has taken um, her grandmother's traditional Chinese zodiac approach um, and made it all about animal attraction and she um, is horrified and then she finds out like basically LA's most eligible bachelor is behind the app um, and it could destroy the family's legacy. Uh, so they go head to head in business and of course stuff happens, but um, that's what it's about. And then the second one I liked was also an interesting cultural matchmaker one. It's Perfect on Paper um, by Jean Meltzer and it is about um, a third generation Jewish matchmaker. And how she is trying, she has basically brought the matchmaking onto a website. She has created a website. Um, it's basically kind of like a version of JDate. It's called JMAP. Um, and she has a checklist that she is following um, and who she wants, who she needs. And she ends up really clicking with the anchorman of the, play, of the, of the morning talk show. She goes on to discuss this app. But he is a non-Jewish single father. So the exact opposite of what she would thought she would like. It also has an amazing side character in her boobie, her grandma, her Bubby, Bubba. Yeah, Bubby. Sorry, I'm not saying that right. Um, but she's wonderful and I love her. And as someone who also was very, very close to her grandma, it was like very just heartwarming for that reason as well. Aww. But I like both. And I particularly liked like the cultural, like matchmaking like similarly because in Indian culture too matchmaking is a real like big tradition astrology is a really big tradition to see other cultures that similarly have such a strong tradition and how it's being carried into the modern world I found them really fascinating on that level and just I find sometimes in books like this there's such like when something has a strong culture ethnic background it just adds so much specificity to books that is so beautiful and distinct and this book has that in spades, and I love an opposites attract. So, oh, they both sound so good. I they do. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just like. I also can I just say you are so good at describing books because like yes. I'm just sitting here like in rapt attention. Like I'm, I'm so yeah. glad because a lot of times that's why I'm like I had to write down this beforehand because a lot of times when people on the spot ask me to write like recommend books, I'll say the name and they're like, "What's it about?" I'm like. It's about a guy 
and he's in porn and then his roommate is not and she likes someone else but they like each other and they're like what oh I'm like, god that's such a good book <laughs> I'm like, but it sounds horrible when i say it but i'm like it's roommate by rosie dan and it's great you read it bye yeah <laughs> Oh, by the way, like, let me just like disclaimer. I'm sorry. I'm I don't have these beautiful descriptions when I'm recommending books to you at the end of this episode. Nope. That's okay. I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna be writing them down. It's fine. Oh, boy. Okay. So I had to make a good impression. (laughs) (laughs) You're so precious. I love you, Karen. All right. So we are kind of bumping out of your classic tropes and we are jumping into prompts that we have seen on challenges. So our first one is going to be a book with a crazy inheritance stipulation. Zenny by Rebecca Weatherspoon. (sighs) Fucking amazing. Had to pick it the minute I heard this. Um, Zenny's aunt passes away, wants to leave her inheritance, but she has to get married. She marries a hot, um, dad bod dude who's a Scottish bagpiper. It's amazing. It's sexy. Both main characters are bi. It's beautiful. It's unexpected. There's a little bit of an age gap. Loved it. Ugh. 10 10. Ugh. Always Rebecca Weatherspoon. Always good. That book is perfection. So good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Um, I'm sorry. We have to stop giggling. We were going to recommend you this book. <laughs> For bisexual hero. You got to think about other stuff, I guess. Better hope you had a list. Yeah. We, have we a do. List. We do. Don't, Don't worry. worry. We, have, we have a list. We I'm just the minute you said like, Zenny. We were like. The minute hey. you said Zenny, though, like we both looked at each other. Like we like looked at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. That's why I wanted recommendations because I feel like I told you I've read them all. So I'm like. Yeah. That's that is very fair because well hopefully we'll have a couple at yeah. least that it's more, we can and it's give more you. just because I feel like it's the trope with men that doesn't happen as much in male female I feel like mm-hmm. in male female if a character is queer it's always usually the female and if a yeah. if a if a male character is bisexual it's usually only in male male so it's just something I find fascinating but yes let's go mm-hmm. on. <laughs> um so another one is a main character that's a librarian. So my first one, one of my favorite books of the year, Boyfriend Candidate by Ashley Winstead. So it is about um, a middle school librarian who she um, she kind of feels like she's less than her sister, who is like a very AOC type rising in government type person. Um, she gets dumped by her boyfriend. He cheats on her. It's the one-year anniversary, and he cheated on her and basically told her she wasn't good in bed. So she goes out to pick up a what man in sexiest bar, finds like a hot dude. They're making out. There's a fire. He picks her up and carries her, saves her. They take pictures. Turns out he's running for governor. He's like the youngest man running for governor. He is super liberal. And he is trying to get rid of his reputation as a ladies man. They have all these pictures. His very conservative um, opponent is totally about to smear him. So he's like, listen, we got to pretend you're my girlfriend. And to do it, she's like, fine, but you have to promote my literacy causes. And it's a fake relationship. And it is so fun. It is so adorable. And she is a librarian. And then oh the God. other one I picked was Inheritance 
by Katrina Jackson, which is also her. extremely good. Love a Katrina J- Jackson. Um, so it is one of her Seaport books, and it's about a woman who gets a town of uh, she gets a job as a town librarian in this town in Seaport, middle of nowhere, and then she meets um, a hot lumber sexual contractor who is grieving and um you know they just have a really nice little relationship it's real sexy i think you guys will like it katrina jackson 10 out of 10 great lady. always hot always hot. always hot always yeah. a good time Ugh, so i've never bad. met a katrina jackson that i was sad about you know what i mean oh right no Same. never yeah uh they're all so good <laughs> Oh, it's my turn. Uh, so <laughs> next one. Sorry, I was like just waiting. Um, all right. So next one is going to be. Oh, God, I can't stop thinking about that first book, the governor one. Damn it. Me too. Uh, it's a good one. You'll like it. You'll like it. So by the way, just so you know, what's going to end up happening is I'm about to have like all of us are about to have a ton of challenges starting in the next like three weeks, which means all of these like I'm going to just be like, Karen, you have all these specific Thanksgiving books even more so than i already do don't worry i'll pass them along thank you no no anything you need i'm here all right so next one's going to be character acknowledges that romance novels exist okay so i have two for these um the first one is work in progress by stacy hart it's in her lipstick coalition series which i really like it's about four girlfriends they go into a sephora and they each pick their perfect shade of red lipstick and they said they're just going to live life bold they're going to do what they want The fourth one is about, um, she's trying to get into publishing. She has her master's in English and right now she's a well-known like a blogger reviewer. Um, and she is also really hilariously, this has just made me laugh a lot. She, her parents, um, made a fortune basically like on those as seen on TV things. Um, and she, for many reasons, enters a marriage of convenience with like a sexy bad boy, kind of like, um, fantasy author whose latest book she gave a bad review to. And in doing so, he's like, will you beta read for me? And she points out that all of his books, like he doesn't write female characters well, and he does not like romance. And he's like, well, that's not my genre. And she like is a huge reader and she hands him my personal favorite um, historical romance of all time, which is, why am I forgetting my favorite book of all time? Loretta Chase. Um, the scoundrel why am i forgetting my favorite book's name of all time um lord of scoundrels <laughs> and she tells him you try to find a better written book in this in any genre than loretta chase's lord of scoundrels and i love and it. meanwhile like karen's just sitting there reading this book like yeah <laughs> i'm like this is my even though i forgot it this is my favorite historical romance of all time so i'm like you okay. know what absolutely and then the other one I picked was Better Than Fiction by Alexa Martin. So um, mm. a woman who actually hates books, or so she says, inherits her grandma's bookstore. And um, she, the like, um, and then the people start meddling in her life are these old ladies who run like a naughty book club at her grandma's bookstore. And they were her grandma's friends. And then... The, a guy she meets is actually the best-selling author of romance novels, Jasper um, Williams. And he, like, he meets her at a signing event and he curates, like, a book bucket list for her. And in exchange, she reads the books and he, like, 
Um, she helps him see like the local Denver scene. There's obviously other things to how they met, but it's really, really cute. And I love Alexa Martin. Her, um, her like football series is amazing. That's a good one. Yeah. I've read the first couple in that series. I haven't read anything else by her though. And similarly in this one, if you want really good side characters, this one has great side characters. So, um, she has a dad who is, she is a black woman, but her dad was white and, um, he had a second family. And, um, so it, it, she has this white, like socialite, um, half sister and this, she's the sweetest. She's just trying to bond with her. And they both, it turns out have really shitty relationships with their dad, but they like become best friends as the book goes on. And the relationship is so beautiful and lovely and, um, it's really sweet. I'm like squeeing over here. And just like her memories of her grandma and her mom. And it's, it's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. I need it. (laughs) Okay. Next one is cover that has an animal. Um, Crazy Stupid Bromance by Alyssa K. Adams, which is, I love that entire series. And this is my series is so good. It's so good. This is my favorite in that series, even though I love all the books. So it's like picking your favorite child. That being said, if the cheesemonger gets a book, that is my man. And yeah, I I know we've already discussed this. You get to keep the cheesemonger. I'll keep my dirty paws off him. You know what? No one loves cheese like me, Sabrina. This man. Sassy man giving me cheese. But um, the cover features the heroine's um, cat, Beefcake, who is this giant, creepy, mauled cat that she found and rescued. And it's actually a big part because the cat loves her and hates her love interest. And the moment that he starts, like, making biscuits on his, um, on the love interest, that's when you know he's been accepted. But it's a beautiful book. Um, it has a lot of family trauma. It's surprisingly, like, anti-military um, complex, which in romances is hard to find. Um, yeah. It has a really nice, like, um, found family situation, kind of like a reuniting with a parent Um in hard circumstances, a um, lot of good supporting characters, trigger warning for sexual assault, but it handles it beautifully. It's a really good survivor story. It's just like really romantic and lovely. Like, and he falls first. And I love a book like that. And I love a book like where it's two people pining for each other in a friendship, but they don't know they're pining for each other. And oh Beefcake God. is hilarious. He's just this mangy like character of his own. Who's like, stay away Beefcake is one of the best animal side characters I've read in a book. Like, I love Beefcake. He illustrates Beefcake perfectly. It looks like the cat that would be psychotic and, like, kind of huge and weird. (laughs) Yeah. So I just got the first of this series through, like, BookBub recently where it was, like, a dollar or something. And I've been holding off on it for, like, this entire season series for some reason. But knowing that there's a cat named Beefcake – they selected oh, with their love. You'll love it. It doesn't come until the third book, but okay it's beautiful. That, yeah. And and like they're all really good books. Well, I'm throwing it out there, Mariana, that the final book, this is just a spitballing off of Kieran. The f- last book that's out so far would work for Christmas um, or general yeah. holiday challenges coming up. Mm-hmm. So like if you start reading it now, then you can read that. <laughs> For challenges in December and we can read a sports ball book. The first one has a baseball player and the fourth one has a hockey player. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what the second like businessy. 
Second he one would be like businessy. Isn't he a club owner? Like, you know what? He's mm-hmm. kind of a himbo. Oh. He is a himbo. Oh. Yeah. 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 The, the, oh, and like to go back to it, all of these books, 1000% characters acknowledge romance novels exist. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. like, that's the whole plot. Is that they're in a they're in a bromance book club. I love it. It's great. All right. So next one's going to be takes place in the woods or forest. So I said one night in Hartswood with Emma Denny. So this one is actually set in 1360 in England. So it's kind of a unique time period. Um, so this guy, his wife's betrothed, vanishes the night before her arranged marriage. So he has to track her, de- track him down and like find the groom and return him. Um, so this, he finds out that the fiance is actually this dude who he previously met in the woods and bonded with and felt a real connection to. Only to find out he is her sister, his sister's intended. Um, yeah, and it's all set in the woods, and it's beautiful. It's got some really good, like, um, it's like I think one, one, it's got a lot of good rep. One character is, I think, well, it's 1360, right? So it's like they don't necessarily have the language, but one is implied to be gay, one is implied to be bisexual. Um, it's very beautiful. The sister's a great character. One guy is trying to prove himself to an abusive father. Um, it's just, it's very beautiful and it's very sweet and it's very like old timey fairy tale almost. And it's just set in a really cool period. You don't really see a lot of books necessarily in romance set in that period anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, like, I'm trying to think of something that's set in that time period off the top of my head, and I don't really have anything. They do a really good job of when they first meet in the woods, really setting it up so you really care about them, so that when you find out the reveal, you're not like, what the fuck? You're just like, oh, no. How sad. (laughs) Perfect. So our next one is characters wear a costume. Okay. So I had two for this because I wasn't sure if the first one applied. But the first one is boyfriend material because he goes to the Mad Hatter's tea party. Definitely applies. Um, yeah. So, so you'll you'll learn here at the Busy Romnivores, we make it fit. Yeah. I'm glad. I would say that that can be made fit. <laughs> so um, this one, a lot of people have read boyfriend material. It's one of the funniest books. I love Alexa, Alexis Hall. I love pretty much everything he's done or they've done, I should say, everything they've done. Sorry about that. Um he so um in it Luke his uh, rock star parents split when they were young but his dad's making a comeback and he's kind of like rough around the edges so he needs to clean up his image so he goes for this dude who's a lawyer super clean cut never had a scandal a barrister a barrister and they're complete opposites they're just young <laughs> young single and gay they have nothing else in common and it's hilarious and Luke at one point goes to a club and um there his his friend is DJing and he's like, oh I have to go and he's dressed up. It's the Mad Tea um Hatter's ball and he is dressed like the Mad Hatter and he Luke mentions his costume is really half assed. Uh, and the second <laughs> one I picked was my favorite Christina Lauren of all time. I still think it's her best. It's Hating You Dating You Dating You Hating You by Christina Lauren. So it's about two rivals um, at different Hollywood agencies 
who um, are trying to rise up in their respective agencies while also kind of forming a relationship with each other. It's um, it's um, enemies to lovers in some ways. It's really fun. It's really sexy. It's very good about being like a young millennial who's just trying to like make it in this game. And when they one of the first times they meet, they're both dressed as um, Harry Potter characters at um, a Halloween party. Uh, oh love the series. Hate that horrible author. This is set before we knew how horrible she was. So it's not one of those cases where it's like, why are you still using this? It's from when it was still cute. Mm-hmm. and But it's a really cute scene and I like it. So that was my other pick. Ugh. Do you want a fun fact, Kieran? Tell me a fun fact. I read this book. I read Dating You, Hating You for a challenge on your recommendation. But did you like it? I don't it? remember which challenge it was. Oh, yeah. It was adorable. I freaking loved it. But like, uh, boy, like this is going... Going full circle here (laughs) because, like, however long ago, I was like, I need a book for blah, blah, blah. And you were, like, dating you, hating you, fist that. Like, I think it may have been character and costume. Yeah, that probably was it because that's probably what it would have been. It would have been that or enemies to lovers or a workplace romance. It would have been one of those Mm -hmm. three. But it's my favorite Christina Lauren. It's from back when they still did um, Open Door. So just letting you know. Do they – is none of their open stuff door. open door anymore? Not a lot of it is anymore. Their last oh, really? few books haven't been open door. No. Their last few books. Since on, on Honeymooners, I feel like most of their books haven't been open door. I don't know about the Soulmate Equation. I haven't read those two. But, well, um, I'm trying to remember because I read Soulmate like, Equation a couple. I have too, but I think it was like very – like a cracked door. Not I cracked door. Open, like not... Hazel wasn't I, – I really like Hazel and Josh, but I think that's – Closed door. Yeah, I think uh, that one was closed door. Half Night Stand was open right. door, I believe. Half Night Stand I really liked was open door. But I feel like on Honeymooners, closed door. Moon was closed door. The Honey Don't List, closed door. I really liked the Honey Don't List, but it was closed door. Basically because I love the idea of those Magnolia people, like the horrible version of them. Well, they're already horrible, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. <laughs> but yeah. well, I'm just like thinking... I know, huh. especially when you consider where Christina Lauren started, the first book I read about. Right? Like, beautiful Bastard. Or even like the Dirty Sexy Boy, Dirty Filthy Boy. And I'm like, then I'm like, oh, I don't really do love themes anymore. And people are like, yeah, they're closer. I'm like, well, you know, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, we Let had. Tell you. We had. <laughs> wow. All right. So we're just going to go down that rabbit hole of us being a bunch of old ladies again (laughs) oh yes oh black ball books with dick (laughs) okay where's the dick so (laughs) sorry i did in fact go and look it up and i did in fact end up using it for work rivals on your recommendation for the that makes sense yeah for the work uh for the ripped bodice last year perfect summer bingo so i knew that i had read it because of you for a challenge all right and so our last one is a annual prompt that shows up on the heaving bosoms reading embrace and this is saint vincent would always well you know i'm a sebastian saint vincent girl till i die um, and so I decided to be a basic bitch with this one. I picked Devil in Spring by Lisa Claypass, which is about his son, Gabriel. I love it. And I love that it's like kind of introduces us. The first chapter is actually, 
Evie and Sebastian again, kind of like a nice flashback to their romance and finding it. And they're still keeping it going, even though they got grandkids. Um, but I really like this romance. I like Gabriel. I like that he's kind of like his dad if his dad was a cinnamon roll. Like, yes, yeah, he very much is in that he's like very nice. He's like got his little little edge in the bedroom but for the most part he's very nice and at one point like Sebastian Stevenson laughs at him and he's like you think you can shock me trust me like my grandparents era <laughs> were doing more shit than you are son um and then I really love the heroine I know she's very um divisive for some people but I really love like she clearly has ADHD um she has um she's half deaf in one ear due to uh, an abuse thing and she's just genuinely she wants to work she wants to make her games and she's kind of like a free spirit and a creature. And I really identified with her, like just the way her brain works and how it's going in different directions. And she's kind of just says what's on her mind. And I like their relationship because I like how, even though it's kind of like they're forced to be together because of a scandal, they genuinely like each other from the beginning. And he finds her personality delightful. And in fact, the conflict is he doesn't want her to change. And he's like, I don't know if she's made to be like a duchess and the mother of my children. But he learns, like, even though, like, she's different, like, that doesn't mean she won't be a good mom, even though she's kind of, like, into her own thing. That doesn't mean she can't be a duchess in her own way. And I just like that. It's different. It's fun. It's charming. I love, like, the glimpses of Sebastian St. Vincent. And I love that, like, you know, it's devil in spring. He was devil in winter. He's devil in spring. Uh, that's a great book. <laughs> and, yes, I love okay. that female main, char- main character. It's my favorite she's- in that series, but I understand that's, like – not the most popular opinion, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good one. Oh, God. That whole like second generation is just Oh, it's adorable. so good. I can't wait to see her next one. Cause um last one I think she wrote was Annabelle and um their daughter. So I'm very excited. The Autumn couple's daughter. So I'm very excited to see her next book whenever she may release it. Hell yeah. All right. Well, Thank you for adding, like, 70 billion books to my TBR, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm very, I'm a bad influence. No, Absolutely I'm do not be sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I am delighted. I Yay. cannot wait to read so many of these, especially, like, the Inheritance one and the Librarian. Okay. Okay. My God, you it. have one specifically in mind that you're, because I'm just like, hmm. Yes. I... Yeah, actually, there are a couple that, like, I'm going to have, when I re-listen, when I'm, like, re-listening and, like, making notes and stuff, I'm going to be, like, just going to straight up. You know what? I feel like, Sabrina, you were really into the boyfriend candidate, so you can't judge Mariana, because I saw your eyes light up when I talked about the boyfriend candidate. (laughs) I would like to say, though, because I noticed it, so listeners will not see this, but, like, so many times, you knew what piqued both me and Mariana's interest, because you started talking, and then I noticed that me and Mariana, at almost the exact same second, would be, like, and like cock our head together yeah, like more and more oh. the, ones talked, the ones I talked more at length about those were the ones that I saw Mariana and Sabrina especially be like hello <laughs> like tiny dogs just but like you guys provide links to me I guess in your notes so people can always I guess go back and yeah yeah it's not links but we do put it in the show notes and then also on the website under books and okay, so that'll so go up whenever go back and see whatever they want to see yeah, there's yeah. no way that we're making people write all of these. <laughs> no, hang on, girl. These lists are for me, and we're just 
giving it to listen. Like, <laughs> listeners get the list, but, like, the list is actually for me so that I know what I'm reading. Well, I can send you the but... list so you have it, so you know, so you don't have to go back and listen. Oh, my God. You are a <laughs> goddess among humans. I love you. All right. Well, it's time for us to wreck you. So we asked you if there's anything specific that you have been wanting to read or that you've been vibing with lately, and you did. So you want to take us off, Mariana? So you asked for male-female romance where the dude is queer. And so we have um, one historical Hold Me by Courtney Milan. Um, I haven't read that one, but someone, uh, I think Kristen wrecked that one for us. And then for a contemporary, I've read most of these, um, educated by Nellie Wilson. Uh, that one is Nellie Wilson and that one is kind of, um, like a millennial love story. They're both just kind of like not sure what they're doing and like going over like the general, like generational fatigue we all have and like really goes into it um the next one is meet me in los in los Feliz by kelly reynolds i have read this one it's a novella it's a christmas novella actually it takes place from thanksgiving to boxing day and i think it like the epilogue is new year's day it is delightful it's so cute it's so sweet um it's spicy which is very nice but yeah, it's short and sweet and Christmas, which I'm not a big Christmas book like fan, but I like this one kept getting wrecked to me, so I had to read it. And then the next one is by our queen Talia Hibbert, The Princess Trap. Um, Amazing. which I don't think I realized that in that one the the male main character is queer, but I fucking love Talia Hibbert. She can do no wrong. I She's an angel. Oh, uh, truly. And then Waylaid by Serena Bowen. This is one, I think that's also part of the True North series. Um, I have not read that one yet. It is. I've read that one. He, yes, I think I've read that one. He has amnesia. Like, like he has like amnesia (gasps) for like a year or something. It's very good. Fucking love an amnesia trope. You will love it. I love, I love how I'm wrecking you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have not read the rest though, so you're doing very well. That's like okay, the first great, one on the list great. that I've not read that I've read. <laughs> so well, the second one is or the next one will be Zenny by Rebecca yeah. Weatherspoon, which you've already read, but <laughs> I You know what though? Like for the read. people who have not read it out there, it's a double recommendation, so you really should read it. it. Yes, it's so good. Oh my it's god. So I, I go back and reread sections of that just randomly sometimes because I love it so much. And then- so hilariously, when I would, I've been waiting for Zenny to come in on my Libby because I read Rafe like a couple of months ago, and Zenny had like an eighteen week hold, and I'm still waiting. So the fact that y'all were like double wrecking it today, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. I whenever. Sabrina like told us that this was your prompt. That was the first thing I thought of was I was like, it's any, please tell her to read Zenny. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so good. It's the best. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we also have a lot like adios by Alexis Daria. I Ooh. have not read this one, but I did read you had me at Ola and I loved it. It's same. I read like had me at Ola, but I haven't read this one. Yeah. It's, I really enjoyed that one. Um, 
I think it was another situation where like this was about to come out and I was like, I'll come back to you and haven't yet. But I, Alexis Dario just writes so beautifully. I'm so glad they re-released her um, dance books. They were so much fun. Yes. Yes. All right. And then continuing on, we have some more contemporaries because shocker, a lot of <laughs> a lot of contemporaries with uh, <laughs> queer heroes. So the first one's going to be A Prince on Paper by Alyssa Cole. So if you have read the Reluctant Royal series, I'm not sure if you've read all of them or not, but this is the one where she ends up with the step prince of... I can't think of the country's name off the top of my I've, head. I've read it. It's excellent. I'm going to reread it because you just reminded me. It's been a <laughs> yeah. while. Yeah. That that whole series is just such a delight. And like, it's just so full of wonderful representation and like the little novellas. And I just, it's just gosh, such a, I love. It's mm. such a good series. Oh, yeah. But for listener. So it's a Prince on Paper by Alyssa Cole specifically. <laughs> um, the next one is going to be The Stand-Up Groomsman by Jackie Lau. So I have not personally read this one, but it, essentially it's an opposites attract. Ooh. And it's about a the bridesmaid and the groomsman and uh, it's opposites attract. And it's them making sure that their best friends make it down the aisle. It's a rom-com. So that one also has a queer hero. Ooh. This one is... Belle and the Beard by Kate Canterbury. I love a Kate Canterbury. And this is a part of her. Yeah, I think you and I have actually talked about this book. So this was more of a recommendation for listener if they're looking for this as well. Because I think you and I have actually talked about how much we love. What's the name of this? Which one is this? Is this the Magnolia Chronicle series? Yeah, I think this is the triplets. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the Santinelli. Santinelli. Santinelli, Santinelli Santa, it's something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's very yeah. Italian, yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's just such a – and talk about lumber sexual. This man's job uh-huh. is trees. <laughs> like, it's just so good. Okay. Um, oh, I just – I might have to get back into my Canterbury back catalog reread. Great. She's um, – In a Jam is good, too, like not meeting this category, but in yeah, a Jam. Yeah, so I haven't – I haven't read in a jam yet because I'm reading her books based on the or an order that she has on her site. And so I paused at some point and I don't remember where exactly I'll hop into it there, though. And in a jam is closer to the end. So I will be reading in a jam because like Kate Canterbury is just a delightful contemporary author. And I feel like she deals like she handles a lot of like trauma stuff really well. Um just in general. I just like her books. Like, a lot. I love The Worst Guy. She's so good. Oh, The mm. Worst Guy. Yeah. That's the first book I ever read by her. I read The Worst Guy, and then I was like, oh, shit. And I started at the beginning. Also, <laughs> going to double down on the recommendation of In a Jam. Does not fit this prompt, but was one of my favorite books last year, I think. L- love a foul mouth six year old. Yes. <laughs> Is that a character yes. that's in there? His yes. niece. He has to. T- he's like a kind of a single dad who ends up taking care of his niece. He's raising his niece. And, okay. And she's just like kind of been traumatized by her his his sister who's kind of like a mess and like so she's just this rough around the edges. Talks like a trucker six year old. She runs a lemonade stand, <laughs> dropping those f bombs. It's amazing. Oh my god! I'm so excited. I'll, I'll message both of y'all when I'm reading it. Characters prompt. I feel like. 
Yeah, there's also he's a farmer and so there's like a really big debate on like whether or not baby carrots are real and like why he won't give her baby carrots and it's I don't know why but I think about that scene a lot where it just cracks me up where he's like baby carrots aren't real you can have regular carrots and I don't know why but it cracked me up so much I still he's just a lawyer farmer too with that yes he's a lawyer so hot Ugh. Oh my god. I have so many books I have to read in the next two weeks. I cannot go down the Kate Canterbury hole. Uh (laughs) All right. So the next one is going to be a little bit darker age gap workplace romance. It's called Release by Suzanne Clay. And it is essentially uh, erotica. And basically she is a personal assistant to this big business boy. And she likes to go down to a local place to get her sexual jollies by being used in a glory hole. As you do. And turns out she has this incredible experience with a guy at the glory hole. And turns out it's her boss. <laughs> so <laughs> and then it goes from there. Amazing. Like it is see on it. my. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that one. And then we are moving on from contemporaries and moving more into fantasy um, and like monstery stuff. So, first one is going to be Moon Blooded Breeding Clinic by CMNS Costa. If you've read any CMNS Costa, it's just such a delight. It totally ticks all of the boxes that you want in a CMNS Costa. Um, it is about Lowell Hemming. Lowell Hemming? I don't know. I've never said that name out loud. I'm suddenly realizing. Um, But so he is a globetrotting photographer. He's a werewolf and he ends up. And with a uh, precious lady named Mariah, she is an interior designer. She's recently divorced and they end up getting together and it's precious. Like it's just, Wonderful, because she so and the reason it's Moon Blooded Breeding Clinic is, if I remember right, he goes to basically impregnate somebody and they hit it off and then they start dating and it's like super precious because she just wants a kid. She's at a good place in her life and she's like, "Fuck it, fuck my ex husband. I'm gonna have a baby on my own." I love that. So yeah, it's wonderful. And then the last one is going to be Her Soul to Take by Harley LaRue. So if you haven't read this series, it's basically they're demons, essentially, um, or like a version of a monster. And in this one, they're all like pretty kinky and just delightful and super horny (laughs) wonderful and so one of the girl the not one of the girls this is just mf and she is a ghost hunter and they end up having some fun times and it's pretty fabulous because like how are you gonna not be bisexual of some kind or queer of some kind when you're like a thousands year old demon absolutely like like, you would be boring. what the fuck is gender you would be boring (laughs) at this point right like why wouldn't you yeah (laughs) Truly. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that series. When people are like, aliens are always heterosexual, like, they're aliens. Like, well, especially when it's on a planet where there's no females. Like, come on. Sure. No. Or, or like, similarly, like, they were talking about, like, um, 
when we were at SteamyCon, um, one of the authors was talking about how like it's wild that even aliens sometimes in romance are like, I want a skinny blonde woman. They're aliens. They have tentacles. Why do they have very standard beauty standards? What's going on? Yeah. Nikki that Nikki is very Nikki accurate. The author of Pride and Protest said that, and I was like, you're so right. <gasps> that is on my yes! TBR as well. I cannot wait to read that. Yeah. Uh, okay. also, what, Pride and Protest? Yes. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's on my TBR as well. I want to drop this one for listener because it is actually my favorite, like, two by characters, uh, MF. And it and Serena said you've already listened to this. You've already read this one. But it's The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes by Cat Sebastian. Yes. I just – I love that book so much. So I need listener to know that if you're looking for this, that is a good one. That's a very good one. And, like – to double up on that, another Cat Sebastian is uh, what's it called? Uh, blank Un- by the Marquess, unmasked by the Un- Marquess, unmasked by the Marquess. That also They're both just has so a non-binary character too. Yes. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely it's male non-binary, and like, it's fantastic. Have, I feel like they don't have the words obviously to say it, but it's implied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, but like it's definitely a non-binary character because like. Their, the way that they handle their gender expression and it's just it's just such a good book. I think also <laughs> has a few, like Kat has a that. few really good ones that are like um like that are like very much like the Regency imposters, I believe. Most of them are um mm-hmm. um like the Duke in disguise or a delicate deception. They're all I think all queer in those two too. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. they are, and it's like queer beyond simply not not that sexual like sexual orientation is simple as we're all well aware, but um, it's be it's more than just that. Like oftentimes in that that series specifically, it's something beyond that to do with like gender or various identity and things absolutely. like that. Great author, yeah, ah, oh, just absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you, Kieran. Yes. This was. A fucking delight. Thank you, Mariana <laughs> I, and Sabrina, for having me on and letting me prattle on for probably way too long. No, Never. no. This was amazing. This was perfect. And I hope that you enjoy some of the books that we threw your way, I too. I have written them all down, and I'm very excited um, because most of them I haven't read, and I'm really excited. They sound amazing. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited about that. Except for the ones I told okay. you I read, I haven't read them. <gasps> Yay. Oh my I'm goodness. So excited. Yay. Yeah. All right. So, Kieran, for anybody who wants to know, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on my Instagram. My name is Kiki Sid. That's K-I-K-I-S-I-D. Um, I'm private, but if you're not a bot and not a creepo, I will let you follow me. So shoot your shot. <laughs> <laughs> shoot your shot indeed yeah um I, like i didn't realize that's what you did i don't spend a huge amount of time on instagram except for like throwing things up there like i don't spend a huge amount of time like scrolling through my feed but bet i'm about to be stalking your instagram because <laughs> like i didn't realize that's how you track all your books i have a highlight so they never go away uh i love it oh great well i will definitely well yeah we'll put that we'll put that in the show notes for anyone who's interested 
Um, well, you can find us on Instagram at the Busy Robnivores, on Storygraph at the Busy Robnivores, and also on our website at thebusyrobnivores.com. So until next time, Romnivores, stay hungry, read voraciously, and don't forget your sunscreen. <laughs> bye. bye. I love how we always wave bye. Like. Bye.